1: The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live.
2: What do you need today? The Lord will provide. Is that not the Bible? Is that not what what the Scripture says? The Lord will provide.
1: Is there something that you need today? Financial help, emotional support, physical or spiritual healing? Stay tuned to today's Healing Word program. As Pastor Jack Morris is here, he's going to lead us in a study of Abraham and his son Isaac and the unusual requests God made. So let's go hear the message for today. The Lord will provide.
2: The Lord will provide. Would you say that with me? The Lord will provide. The Lord will do it. times I can't provide things that I need. But I know the Lord will provide as I look to him. By his grace, he's made me his child. Oh, my friend. Awesome. 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 I'm a child of God. God's my father. And he provides for me. I remember living in Pennsylvania, how my dad provided for us. Worked hard, provided, paid all the bills, clothed and educated. He was my provider, my sister's provider, my mother's provider, my provider. God is my provider. All that I need is found in him. Hallelujah to him forever and forever. The Lord will provide. Put those four words together. The Lord will provide. Put those four words together and they come out to three Hebrew words. The Lord sees. The Lord will provide because he sees what we need to have provided. Sometimes we think that God doesn't see me, and where I am, what I'm going through, what I'm experiencing. But here it is. Here it is. He does see. Maybe next week I'll really... Come in on that one a little more in depth than I'm able to this morning. But he sees me where I am and what I'm experiencing. He sees me. The Lord will provide. The Lord sees. And it also in the Hebrew, it can be translated, the Lord will see to it. Wow. (laughs) He not only sees what I need, he's going to see to it that I get it. He's going to see to it. What a father God he is to all of us. So think about it as I go through this message this morning. You have a need. Every person here has a need. There's none of us without a need. In your family, a friend, you, the Lord sees and the Lord's going to provide. He's going to see to it. Now we're going to look at one of the most profound, profoundly Shocking stories in all the Bible. Abraham was asked by the Lord, not asked by the Lord, but commanded. You see, God commands, but God doesn't enforce his commands. He leaves it up to our free will to obey the command. The Lord commanded Abraham to sacrifice his son, a human sacrifice. There's no story like it in the Bible. We can only think about Calvary and God's only begotten son, being sacrificed for our sins that we're going to observe at this table in just a moment. But there's a depth of trust that this story reveals and unfolds like no other story in the Bible. Oh, I'm so glad, I'm so thankful you're here to hear this story because it's for you. It was written for a purpose to help your faith and and my faith to know how much God cares for us and how close he is to provide for us. God spoke, and he said, Abraham. And Abraham now is an old man. He's, he was 100 years old when Isaac was born, so Isaac may be at 15, 16, maybe 20 years old. So that makes Abraham 115 to 120 years old. I'm sure Abraham thought, surely by now, all my, my trials and all my testings are over. Uh, it's a cakewalk to heaven all the way now. Little did he know that the most difficult test was before him. God spoke Abraham. Now, Abraham heard God speak before when he was in Ur of Chaldees with his family, his friends, worshiping uh, pagan gods. He didn't know God in any way. But God spoke to his heart and said, Abraham. And what did Abraham respond? How did he respond? He said, here I am. Lay it on me. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to hear? Well, God said, I want you to take your son, your only son, your beloved son, and take him to the land that I'm going to show. And there I want you to sacrifice him. That was the last thing in all the world that Abraham thought he was going to hear. But he heard it and he obeyed. See, when he said, here am I, he meant, here am I, to hear and to listen and to obey. Here am I. Early the next morning, he got up and saddled his donkey. You see, he didn't say, well, now, give me a few days. I want to think about it and pray about it, Pastor. I'll get back to you. (laughs) No, I've heard that a lot of times. (laughs) He said, here am I. He got up early the next morning. He didn't give himself time to think about obeying the Lord. He obeyed immediately. Immediate obedience to the Lord. Here am I. And off he went with his two servants and his son. For three days they traveled. How do you travel by walking? Maybe 25 miles a day uh, he, he walked. He may have been from the distance between Washington and Baltimore. And he didn't know where he was going. He, the first time when God called him to leave the Ur of Chaldees... He didn't know where he was going. He only knew he was obeying God and he found joy in doing that. Well, here he was walking again. The third day he lifted up his eyes and he saw Mount Moriah. Now Mount Moriah today is called Mount Zion. The temple in Jerusalem is built on the very hill or mountain that Abraham was sacrificing his son. But it was a wilderness. Nothing but... The trees and weeds and wild animals. I mean, it was, was nothing. He didn't know that was going to be Mount Zion someday in the holy temple that Jesus went in and cleansed that temple after people made it a den of thieves. But that's where the temple was built. And that's where he was sacrificing his son, Isaac. Well, Isaac, that young boy, he, he became very, very curious. Very curious. And he said, Dad, Father, You got the wood, you got the fire, but where's the sacrifice? And that's when Abraham said, the Lord will provide. But before he said that to his son, somehow there was faith in his heart that he knew that God was going to bring them both back again, even if he had to, God had to resurrect Lazarus from the dead. He told his servants, he said, you stay here, we're going on, we're going to worship, and we are coming back. You know, God's never going to, listen, friend, listen to me now. God's never going to ask you to do something that he will not give you the strength and the power and the glory to do it. I can't do that. Yes, you can. He wouldn't have asked you if you couldn't do it. So he asked Abraham to do something very, very difficult. Now, God was taking Abraham's joy away for the name Isaac simply means laughter. And God was taking that that was nearest and dearest to Abraham's heart. I want it. So, I surrender all. You remember that song? How many times have you sung that? <laughs> have you really done what you said you were doing in the song? Well, it's something that we need to think about. You know, we, we need to be careful when we make big promises to God, like that song. Now, sometimes when things aren't going well in our lives we will start bargaining with God we've all done it I'm sure I have also Uh, we'll say God if you answer this prayer I'll do something big for you (laughs) I'll go to church more often I'll I'll tithe every penny heal my daughter heal my son heal my spouse Help me with my finances. We start bargaining with God. Now, Abraham said, Here I am. Abraham, look out. God's going to ask for something. God's going to test your faith. God's going to test your sincerity. God's not just going to take you at your mouth, He's going to take you at your actions and at your behavior. God so loved the world, not with His mouth. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Come on, put up or shut up. God put up. (laughs) And we're coming to this table in just a little while. I knew this pastor, and he's in heaven now. It was a long time ago. And he said that a man in his church asked him to pray with him about a particular situation. And the man in his church asked him, said, now, pastor... This is the situation. Blah, blah, blah. He told him the situation. He said, now if God answers that prayer, I'm, I'm in a position and willing to give a large sum of money to the church. You know what the pastor said? How much do you have in mind? Watch out. <laughs> uh, it's interesting how, how we can bargain with God and talk to God.
1: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God. Here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation.
2: Hello, friend. Thanks for being my partner on the Healing Word broadcast. I appreciate you listening each evening, Monday through Friday at 930 on this station. But I want to encourage you, to perhaps tune in on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock to the live streaming broadcast. You'll be right there in the church sanctuary with me. Go to the church website, largocc.org. That's largocc.org. Then go to the top of the page and click Watch Live on Sunday. We're streaming at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Thank you for being my partner, for praying for me, and for the healing word, and for your donations. They're so important. You are important. Thank God for your ministry standing with me. I'm Pastor Jack Morris.
1: Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the
2: conclusion of today's message. Friend, I I know what I feel in my heart in getting this message ready for you. You need to lift up your eyes. And I want to lift up my eyes today. Some of us have been looking down. We've been staring at the problem, that which is earthly, the earth. We've been looking at that which is below. We want to lift up our eyes. Jesus said, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Did you hear that? Lift up your heads. Oh, I pray for you today that every head, every eye would be lifted up, that you would see Jesus today maybe like you've never seen him before, in a clearer fashion than ever before, that he would be so clear and so visible to you that you would lift up your eyes away from that difficulty, away from that problem, away from that person, away from that happening in the past. Lift up your eyes. Quit looking at the hole. Quit looking at the mud. There are stars in the sky. The sun is shining. Lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Lift up your eyes, and the Bible says God's face will shine upon you. But God's not going to shine on until I lift up my eyes to him. And I, I want you to think about it. I, I'm, I'm talking to you, that God wants to perform that miracle. He wants to provide that blessing. He wants to do that thing that you need having, that needs to be done. Lift up your eyes. God, in, okay, here it goes. God invites us to come to him every one of us. Now, most of us here are Christians. We're saved, but maybe you're not saved. But I I remember when God called me to come to him, to come to him in salvation, in redemption, in forgiveness of sin, to get saved, to become a born-again Christian. I didn't know how to come to God. I didn't know what to do. I just felt a conviction in my heart to come to him. Now, some of you are feeling that conviction to lift up your eyes today, but you may not know how, but listen, listen, listen. God is talking to you. God's going to show you. And you're going to know how to lift up your eyes and see Jesus. And when you see Jesus, everything else on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory. Lift up your eyes. How do I come to you, Lord? You invite me to come to you. I don't know how to come to you. And then God brings Jesus to me. And I hear about Jesus through a sermon, through the word, through the the, the counsel of my grandmother. I hear about Jesus, and somehow Jesus comes to me. I feel him coming to me, just hearing his name, like you heard his name this morning when we said it three times. The Trinity. I heard his name, and somehow he, he... he took me by the hand or took me by the heart, and he begins to lead me into that place where God will hear me and forgive me of my sins. He he is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He orders my steps. I don't know the way. I, I am completely ignorant about spiritual things, and I still am somewhat still ignorant about spiritual things but i'm growing just as abraham was growing after many many years well past his 100th birthday jesus came took me by the hand and he's leading me he's leading me and i I think how the apostle paul said that there are things that i want to do that i can't do there are things that i want to stop doing but i can't stop doing it and then paul cries out Who shall deliver me from this body of death? Things are going wrong in my life. Things are going wrong in my family. I never expected this. Abraham never expected God to say, give me your son either. No. Life is is different, volatile, capricious, changing all the time. And... And I cry out in my heart today, who, are you crying out, who shall deliver me? You, okay, let me, let me get real clear now. Some of you have some habits you want to give up. You have an attitude, a disposition, a, a way of doing things, a, a, a temper that you think you have control over. It, and then something happens and bang, off it goes. And you think, oh, I, I thought I was beyond that. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? Who shall deliver me from these undesirables? I think I'm delivered. And then all of a sudden, they're back on me again. Who shall. Maybe I just now answered my own question. Who shall deliver me? Not what shall deliver me. But the answer is a who. And that who is the Lord Jesus. Friend, trust him, look to him. Pray to him. In all honesty, tell your story to him. He is the one. (sighs) Do you need strength? Okay. I I have to close now because I want to spend time at this altar. And I know you do too. (sighs) But you can look around on this one. Do you need strength? There's a habit, there's a situation. There are circumstances you thought you moved beyond but those undesirables have come back or they keep coming back. One man said something like this. He said, you know, I, I've i tried to... He said, it's, it's easy to go on a diet. <laughs> he said, I've done it a hundred times. <laughs> it's easy to... Stop smoking, I've stopped smoking a hundred times. Friend, I, I don't know what it is, obviously I don't, and I don't want to know, but you know what it is that you need strength to move beyond, to overcome. Would you raise your hand? Okay. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, receive strength to overcome and move beyond whatever that hand, upraised hand represents in Jesus' name. Okay, put your hand down. Is there a person in your life, there may be many, that's very unlovable, that you know you should love that person, (laughs) but you're just having a hard time, you've been having a hard time loving that person. You just, you think you got it, only when you see him and you pass him in the hallway in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God that was manifested through him. May the spirit of Jesus, the very spirit of love, come into your heart now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may put your hand up. All right? Courage. You feel like quitting. What is it that you feel like quitting on? A job, a marriage, a spouse? You just feel... Church, I don't, what is it that you feel like you, you just don't have the courage to, to, to go forward and to do it again? One man was talking to me about, he said, it feels like I have to grab my leg and put it there and pick up the, 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 the strength, the courage. I, I, I just, I, I don't want to give up. I claim to have the Lord. I've even told people, God's with me. But I'm a quitter just like they are. And so God with me and God not with them, we're both quitters. You don't have the courage, but you need the courage, you want the courage, put up your hand. All right, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that that is hindering you, holding you back, causing you to feel like quitting, you don't have the courage to persevere. You're too quick to get up and call it over. In Jesus' name, be blessed with courage. Like Jesus said, take up your cross. When Jesus was crawling up Calvary Hill, God gave him the courage. And now God gives you courage. In Jesus' name, you may put your hand down. What do you need today? The Lord will provide. Is that not the Bible? Is that not what the the Scripture says? The Lord will provide. Now, here's the biggest one of them all. Power to forgive. I don't know that there's a more difficult thing to do in all the world than to forgive and things return back like they were before you became offended. You're just as friendly, you're just as love. you're just as comfortable with that person as it used to be. That's when you really forgive. said, I forgive, but... I don't want to see that person. I forgive, but I don't want to talk to that person. I forgive. I hope I can get out of church and get to the parking lot without speaking to that person. You mean there's nobody in your life that has ever offended you or hurt your feelings or done you wrong or, or you perceive, you, at least you perceive that they did you wrong and the effect is just the same. Okay, you need to forgive. You raise your head. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who forgave you of your sins and your transgressions, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. Forgive as we forgive their trespasses, even as you have forgiven me of mine. I have heaven to look forward to because you forgave me, but I can't forgive that person. And yet you forgave that person in the name of Jesus, in the name of the one who forgave you. May you have the strength to forgive and to overcome. In the name of Jesus, forgive even as he forgave you. Say amen. Amen. Now we're coming to this table in just a moment. A table that says Holy Communion. A table that says the Lord's Supper. A table that says by his broken body and his shed blood, I am forgiven. How can you come to this table? God have mercy on you. Don't you have some fear of God in you that you would come here knowing that you have a teeny twinge left over of unforgiveness and knowing that Christ has completely, 100% forgiven you. Come to this table reverently. Come to this table. Jesus will meet you here. Here's your strength. Here's your joy. Here's your forgiveness. Here's your love. Here's your courage. The Lord will provide. You can't do it. Look to Him. Lift up your eyes, and you'll see God's substitute Jesus.
1: Whatever your need is, God will provide. Look to Him by reaching out in prayer and simply share your struggles and needs with Him and then thank Him for what He has done and will do in your life. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.